you only get one shot at retirement. So you better get it right. That's why we're here to help you with income planning, investment planning, and making sure you're taking advantage of advanced tax planning. Eliminate the financial worries of tomorrow and retire with certainty today by listening to Phil Putney of AFS Wealth Management. This is the podcast for you if you need to eliminate lots of question marks that surround your current financial plan. Welcome to Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts. Hey, everybody. Welcome into this edition of Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with Phil Putney as we talk about investing finance and retirement and just everything that's going on right now. Phil, buddy, how are you? I'm doing good. How about you? Hanging in there and uh, doing the same, I guess, right? We're all in the in the same proverbial boat. <laughs> that, that's right. The, the same proverbial shelter in place or in homes, home offices or mm-hmm. wherever you are. Yep, exactly, exactly. So we're going to jump into our topic today because, uh, you know, obviously there's you know, a lot of debate about uh, this is mid-April here, uh, this edition, and um, there's a lot of debate about when we'll be set free. I know Michigan, you guys were, you know, there were there were thoughts that you guys might be turned loose here the past few days, but that did not happen. Yeah, they, they extended that out, so now we've got through the end of the month, so yep. we'll, we'll see where it goes from there. Yeah, that's what we've been on down here in North Carolina as to, through the end of the month since, uh, since, I guess, the last week of March or something like that, so we'll... We'll see how it plays out, but it's got people concerned, obviously, and it's continuing to the numbers for unemployment are continuing to climb. And I mean, clearly, you know, not stating, you know, can't be more captain obvious about the fact that, you know, the uncharted territory all around, any decision is a brand new decision and any thought is a brand new thought, it seems like. And what to do is from any corner of anything you could possibly think of, it, it seems to, you know, do I buy, you know, two things of toothpaste or 40, you know, everything. That's right. That's right. How long is this going to last? Right. No, you know, so every decision seems to be, you know, wrought with overthinking or whatever the case might be. So let's talk about a little bit about our retirement accounts and tapping into those, because that's clearly going to be a decision that people wrestle with. You know, they're going to say, well, you know, maybe I should go ahead and do it. It's there. It's kind of an emergency, you know, and for some folks, it might seem like a no brainer. And for others, they may really struggle with that. So let's talk about tapping into these to get through the crisis. There has been some of the aspects of the stimulus bill that allows it to be easier, which we have mentioned before, uh, but is it wise to do that? So what's the actual situation, Phil, if we if we look at this? Yeah, well, under the, the stimulus bill, there's a couple of provisions that um, have, have been put in place. One of them is it allows you to take out up to $100,000 uh, mm-hmm. during 2020. It has to be done by the end of the year. Used to be fifty, um, right? So they moved it to hundred. Well, they, so that's another provision. We'll oh, get to okay, that. okay. This, this is just a one-time provision, or not? I should say one time in this year. It's not just in in one distribution. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, up to a hundred thousand dollars for a, and this is where it gets kind of gray. A corona-related issue, right? So what is that? I mean, and it talks some specifics in there. Um, I would it, think it, it would, that pretty, would be easy enough to just say it's pretty wide open. I right, mean, it, yeah. you know, it talks about specifically, you know, you or a member of your family having coronavirus, and you know, you're having to to take care of them, or you know, be quarantined yourself, or self quarantined, and those kind of things. But then it also ends up with or have any economic uh, right. <laughs> issues relating to the coronavirus. So there's your the kind board, of wide right. open. Okay, it's pretty open. If you know, yeah, I, I've been laid off or lost my job or whatever the case is. And I think it's pretty open. So yeah, it is a an option that you can gain access to those retirement accounts early. And this applies to any age because uh, if you're pre-59 and a half and you took money out of that IRA, it's going to end up uh, co- or would have cost you a 10% penalty. So that's uh, one provision they put out there. 
with that, you got a couple options. Uh, you can just keep the money and then end up paying the tax on it. You do avoid the penalty. Just be careful in how much you take and understand that this is taxable income. You know, so I would definitely recommend if you're doing that, don't uh, wait till the end of the year and figure out what the tax is and try to pay it with a return because you're right. probably going to end up having a, a huge liability and, and possibly even penalties. You know, so you want to make sure you're having uh, taxes withheld. But one of the other provisions in that is you can put it back anytime in the next three years. So as long as you do that, then that's not going to be taxable. You know, so it's almost like taking a loan from the IRA. Right, right. And that may be something that interests people. And so of all these different little pieces in here, do you think any of these are good changes? Are they, as a person who's been doing this for a very long time, and you've seen lots of different things kind of come and go, I know the RMD waiver is similar to 2008, you know, that kind of thing. That's in there similar to 2008. Do do you think these are helpful? Do you think these are something that someone should look at? Yeah. I mean, I, I, to me, it's going to be a last resort. Um, My concern with uh, taking money out of retirement accounts is very often it never gets put back. Um, right. I mean, and, how often do we actually do the pull the trigger on that, right? Right. I mean, one of the old gimmicks that used to be out there and some people still do it is you used to be able to quote unquote borrow from your IRA. You could take the money out as long as it was back in within 60 days. It wasn't taxable. You know, the challenge was, is there was no leeway. If you missed it, it was taxable even by one day. Right. You know, so I mean, it was one of those things. You better know how that money is getting back before you take it out. Um, otherwise, if if you miss it, plan on paying a pretty significant tax. Um, and very often that money just never found its way back because we all know. I mean, when you get money, especially now, I mean, if if you don't have the money to pay the bills, the mortgage, whatever it is, you know, you you need to take the money out. So, I would say good provision, yeah, but treat it as a last resort. I wouldn't recommend. Because of this now going out and just pulling 100000 out of your IRAs because the flip side of that, and, and with this, it is easy to get it back. They give us this three-year window, but typically, again, like I said, it doesn't get back. And trying to build that IRA account back up, especially now because you're probably still down, uh, market's still down, right. what, 20-ish percent, um, you know, at least. And that seems quarter, to be the catch. 20% one. down, so you've got to be right. careful there too because you're selling out at a, a low point in a uh, an account. And so. I was going to say, and that seems to be the catch-22 of this. It's like, like I said, to start this thing off, it's like any decision you scrutinize over because you're just, not, you know, which way do you go? Hey, I truly, truly need the money so I don't lose whatever. Let's, you know, house or I don't know, car or whatever the case might be. So I've got to do this. But at the same time, you know, if it's if you're hedging your bets and saying it's got to be a last resort, you know what I mean? That's how do you figure out when, when and while to do this? Because this could also be sacrificing your potential retirement later on. To, let's say you're 50 and do this, right? Right. That's going right. to really hurt when, you know, if, if you, especially if you don't put it back, I guess, to your point. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you don't end up putting it back, then yeah, it's going to be a significant You could be setting yourself back. Plan. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, because it it's never as easy getting the money back. There's limitations on how much you can put back in each year if you don't put the money back under this three-year rule. Right. Right. You know, so one other provision in there that um, I think you were uh, referring to a little earlier, Mark, was the uh, 401k loans. Okay. You know, yeah. So, yeah. That used to be a $50,000 limit, uh, 50% of the account balance or 50,000 that they up to a hundred percent or a hundred thousand. Gotcha. Okay. So again, similar, um, but it's, it's for 401ks because um, typically with a 401k, you're not able to touch that money unless you have been terminated, which unfortunately 
many people may have been at this point. They, and and a furlough wouldn't be called that, right? That's that's just well, being and that's where it's going to get kind of gray. Oh, okay. I mean, All technically, right. I think you've been terminated. I mean, a furlough, maybe not. Yeah, because a furlough, you're really not terminated. They just cut back your hours, you know, so to speak, or, you know, <laughs> or, or furloughed you for months on, you know? <laughs> on or off or on or off for furlough. Right. Exactly. So I, yeah, I, I haven't quite figured out what this whole furlough, you know, what specifically is that because it's, you know, what's the difference between that and getting laid off? <laughs> exactly. And I think there's a big disparity depending from company to company. So they furloughed my wife, for example, to the tune of 15 days. So they said okay. over the next, over the next two months, we want you to take 15 days off non-paid. Okay. Okay. But then another, you know, a friend that works at a different company someplace else, they told them they were furloughed, but they were furloughed for 60 days starting like whatever day it was, like two a week ago or two weeks ago. So basically for the next two months, they had no job and no pay, right? So there's no pay and, and there's, but I guess the idea is that, okay, we're going to bring you back, or at least that's the thought is that they're going to bring them back. But in 60 days, who knows what happens? Right. But again, so I don't understand the difference between yeah. that and laying somebody off. Right. I mean, is that's what isn't I'm, that really kind of what a layoff that's is? What a lay- I, mean, <laughs> I mean, the 15 days, I guess gonna, I could understand. Like if you're saying, right. okay, we're just going to do that. Because I guess the conversation was versus reducing your pay 10%, we're just going to tell you to take a bunch of extra days off with no pay. And I thought, well, that's the same thing. So right, exactly. It seems like they're playing it's the semantics, thing. you know. Yeah. You know, or I've heard another way of furloughing it is, you know, you're only working this many hours or something, you know, so it's similar to cutting the pay type of. You know, right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's, uh, you're salaried. So it's like, okay, well, you're still going to cut their <laughs> You're cutting a salary person's hour at salary. So you're still cutting their pay whenever you say I'm taking 10% off your pay and we're giving you time off. To, and I guess maybe that's the difference, Phil. Maybe they're taking the time off. They're giving them the time off because they're cutting the pay to in order to kind of justify and make it seem like the, at least the worker's getting something out of it. Yeah. And I think maybe with furlough, the other piece of it is, uh, especially if you have company benefits like healthcare and things like right, that. Right. True. True. I mean, if they furlough you, then you haven't been laid off true. technically. Yeah. So you, you still have those benefits and they can continue. Yeah. True. You know, so that's, I guess from that aspect, it, it's a little bit different, but um, so somebody listening to us is like, you guys are idiots, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but we're self-employed. But, <laughs> so, but yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, I, yeah. If I, if I, you know, I'm always laid off. So to speak, right. Yeah. So we're self-employed. Employed, yeah. <laughs> so either way, though, when it comes down to for you know dealing with these t- these accounts, these retirement accounts, Phil, and this is some again, you've you know obviously you've been doing this for a long time. In normal times, does it work out for people when they take a withdrawal or a loan? You know, let alone in a crisis. Yeah, I mean, generally not. You know, it's one of those things. Four hundred one k loans are a little bit different because you're it's not an option. You're locked into it, right? You know, so if you take a four hundred one k loan. Usually part of that loan process, like any other loan, is here's the repayment structure. You know, you mm-hmm, have gotcha, to start gotcha. paying X amount a month or per pay and it's paid back over a period of years. So you're kind of forced into that repayment. So 401k loans have that forced payment, but the just the the flat out being able to take money out of the IRAs or retirement accounts with the ability to pay back, again, it's I would treat it as a last resort, even the 401k loan. You know, I mean, if if you've kind of burn through the majority. And I wouldn't wait till the last minute either. You know, I mean, if you're getting close to the reserves and, you know, you're trying to figure out, okay, where's the next option to go? It could be a good option, you know, at least kind of as an interim to maybe you're waiting for unemployment to kick in or waiting for some of these other benefits or or things to happen. Gotcha. To me, it seems like the bottom line would be 
run it past your advisor or talk with somebody, you know, get somebody as a sounding board to bounce some information and say, hey, you know, help me run this through the numbers and see what I'm looking at. What what could I truly be doing to myself? Right. Yeah. And I mean, the other whole side of the equation, too, that you really have to, to take into account is that, I mean, if you're fully invested in, in stocks at this point, the equity market, and you were down 30%, you're back up a little bit now, you know, so you're still down over 20% or so. If you're taking that money out and spending it, even if you can put it back in three years, you took a 20% discount on those funds. You know, so I mean, that's the other aspect that right, makes it a yeah. little bit different this time around than, than maybe most times. But again, I mean, at the end of the day, if, if there is no other resort, it's an option you have. Right. You know, yeah. I would just say, which I guess that's why they make put sure it's, it's there. pretty far down the list. Yeah. You know, well, and clearly that's why they created some of the options that they've created for folks to tap into. But like anything, you know, you, you definitely want to have that conversation with someone, uh, hopefully a qualified someone, not just your spouse. <laughs> Obviously, you want to do that, yes, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. And don't don't make that emotional decision. That's right, what I said. Don't wait till yeah. the last minute to all of a sudden, you know what the mortgage is due on Monday. I don't know where I'm going to get it. So I'm going to have to call my right. advisor and, yeah. and make a distribution tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, exactly. You know, start to plan this out, think it through a little bit, run the numbers and, and, you know, I'm not saying budget, mention that, that nasty word, that B word, but make sure you're kind of planning your expenses out and understanding, okay, well, this is what I need. Where is it going to come from? How mm-hmm. long is this going to last? What happens if, you know, this goes through the end of April, like we're talking now, continues into May. Maybe I need to start making some plans to to see where this goes and then talk to your advisor or somebody qualified to help give you some advice on it. Right, so. exactly. And if you need some help, folks, again, as always, please reach out to Phil. Let him know, 248-888-7530. Before you do take that action, 248-888-7530. You know, this is our mid-April podcast here, Phil, and, and you know, kind of just the, the status of things. You know, it's it seems as though in some of the hot spots it's slowing down. You know, it seems as though New York is slowing down. You know, some things like that are good. As of today, anyway, when we're taping this, the market is is up a little bit, you know, close to 24 on the Dow. I mean, there seems like there's some positives, but yet you'll get 40 different comments every day or articles or whatever postings or whatever. You know, one person saying yep. it's it's going to be, you know, rosy and, and continue to stay, you know, get rosier. And another one says the bottom still hasn't hit from a financial standpoint, I mean, to say. And so all of that stuff, there's just there's still a, a smattering of noise out there. So you want to just be careful, talk about your plan, talk through the plan, ask, ask for a, you know, an update of what should be making changes, things of like that, not just wholesale making changes. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It comes back to having a plan, you know, and understanding what the effect is on your overall plan. And yeah, we are in uncharted territories and we have, we have no idea for sure what the next steps look like. And, you know, as we start to turn the economy back on, what does that look like? How long yeah. is it going to take? Yeah. You know, I mean, it's not we talked about this before. It's not like a light switch. We're not going to just all of a sudden, May 1st, flip it on and boom, everyone's Ta-da. back to work. And, yeah. And Mark, are just, yeah. Dow's not going to go back to 29. back on and, you know, I mean, you've got, you know, around here, we've got restaurants now that have been closed for almost two months. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be weird? Wouldn't it be strange yeah. if, 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 you know, May 1st, if that was the case and they turned it on and the Dow jumped right back to 29 and some change. <laughs> boom. Yep. <laughs> Nobody would know what to think or do. Uh, and clearly that's not going to happen. And, and I, I guess I'll, I'll move into an email question here in just a second, but we'll wrap this up by saying one more thing. You know, Phil is a CPA, folks. 
as well as a personal financial specialist. And we're taping this basically right here at tax day, normal tax day. Now we know the feds pushed out and the states, I guess every state is a little different. Anything to add to for Michigan there that folks might need to know about? From no, the state? Michigan did. Uh, they were late to the game, but they did finally push out the, um, the due date for payment and filing Okay, uh, to July 15th. Now, so I've heard some wonky this. things like North Carolina here. You don't have to pay it till July 15th, but they can charge you interest on the money you owe if you if you owe them. Uh, yeah, like, there, there's, yeah, I haven't weirdness. heard any details on Michigan. They haven't, they haven't said that specifically, right. um, just that it's been extended out and there's just be careful. Don't take it at July for everyone, because there's, um, if you do a search out there on, on state yes. extensions, there's several websites that list them okay. all and not, not all of them have gone out to July. The majority of them have right, they followed right. suit with federal, but there are several of them that are June 30th, or, I mean, I've seen some May, I mean, there's, you know, why yeah. they've done these different dates. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Very, very careful when you're, you know, you're looking at your extended deadlines for your yes. state. And I don't know what state you're listening in, but right. just, just be conscious to, to make sure you understand or your, your uh, tax preparer you're working with understands what that is. Yes. So. Ask those questions to your tax preparer or your CPA. Give Phil a call 248-888-7530. If you're here in the Michigan area, obviously. And uh, of course, if your client of his already working with him in another state, he's going to have your details for you anyway. But 248-888-7530. As always, make sure you subscribe to our podcast, folks, by going to AFSWealthMGT.com. We'd certainly appreciate it. Click on the subscribe button or the listen button, and whether it's Apple or Google or Spotify or whatever, and that way you get uh, future episodes as well. AFSWealthMGT.com. And let's take an email question and wrap it up this week, Phil. It's uh, Joel over in Livonia. And he says, I've got some rental properties, um, Phil, and I'm, I'm kind of tired of these even before you know, the outbreak happened. So I'm thinking about selling at least three, maybe all five. Now, I'm certainly going to miss the income, but I won't miss the headache. So I'll have a bit of equity in these properties. So I'm wondering, you know, especially now, how should I invest this money once I sell these? Yeah, so there's a, a lot of variables in that that question. I mean, it, rental properties, I get it. Um, my father has been in rental properties for years. Um, I always joke with him and tell him he's the reason I don't have rental properties because I saw what he went through. So there are a lot of headaches, but they do generate some some good income or can. So a lot of a lot of things to consider. You know, uh, from the just the sales standpoint, look at the tax side of it. You didn't even mention that in your question, but that's that's my first concern or question is, okay, understand what your tax ramifications are when you do this. And then you have to have a plan as far as replacing that income. I'm assuming you've been counting on that income, maybe currently living on that income. I don't know what stage of retirement you're in. You didn't mention in the email, but a lot of pieces that go into that equation. So not not a simple question. Definitely need to to talk to uh, your advisor if you have one or your CPA to understand the tax side of it and then build out a plan. Or if you don't have anyone you're working with, I'd be happy to, to sit down and walk through some options with you and show you what it looks like. All right. Well, thanks so much for the question, Joel. We certainly appreciate it. Uh, reach out to him, 248-888-7530. But yeah, talk with your advisor if you're working with one. And good luck, obviously. I mean, I, I don't know. There's been all sorts of weird things about the real estate market too during this time, but we we don't have time for that. <laughs> yeah, that's another one of those variables. You don't know what it's going to play out to be because, yeah. you know. Who knows what's going on there? Yeah, I mean, it was going pretty good before all this took place. Right. So. Well, I think that I think it's going to do it for this week here on the podcast. This is Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts. Again, subscribe to us. You can just type that into the search box and whatever podcast platform you choose. Just type in Phil's Tax Hacks and you should see 
just pop up there. As always, like I said, you can go to the website, AFSWealthMGT.com. Feel my friends, stay safe, and um, try not to go too uh, stir-crazy, and we'll talk again soon. Hey, you too, Mark. All right, folks, we'll see you next time here on Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts. Investment advisory services offered through AFS Wealth Management. The content of this program is provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Investments and or investment strategies involve risk, including the possible loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives.